0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll
1: love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy
2: Saturday. Did you
1: have a great Thanksgiving? I did. Yeah? You still celebrating? I got my wish. Oh, you did with the wishbone thing. Did you win? I did win. Did you beat a small child or an elderly person this time? No, an
2: elderly person. (laughs) Oh,
1: good. Good. That feels better, doesn't it? A little. A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the kids cry more, at least in my experience. Yours?
2: Yeah, I would say kids probably cry more. All right,
1: yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you had everything you wanted this Thanksgiving. (laughs) Now, let's move on to the show. We've got all kinds of stuff planned. We're going to be in the studio, which is fun when we get to do an in-studio interview. Those are great. With Joel Ryder from Home Repair Services in Grand Rapids. very excited. Joel's been on the show a bunch in the past, but we haven't spoken with him for a while. And I'm really excited to touch base again because Home Repair Services... Does so much for the community. Were you aware, Haley?
2: No, I had no idea before you started talking about them um, previous to this interview how much they really did, and that they even existed. I had never heard of them, and I can't believe that that's even possible because they do so much.
1: Right. They're helping people in need with critical repairs for your home. They'll work with you to get accessibility ramps or something like that if that is needed, all at a very low cost to the person in need. They'll work with you on that. So they help people with income restrictions and and struggles in that regard, but they also run all these classes, DIY, hands-on training For anybody. no free. No income restrictions. It's all free. You can learn how to do plumbing, basic plumbing, learn how to do basic drywall repair, and actually do it in these free workshops. They run them Saturdays. All of that, plus more stuff that they do. All sitting in our community, and not enough of us know about it. So we're going to kind of shine the spotlight on them for a little bit. That's coming up soon. But right now, we want to get to a question that we got from a listener that's a great question.
2: Yeah, she had just painted the bathroom, did all the right prep work, primed the walls, even painted with a specific bathroom paint, the Zenzu bathroom paint. So everything was done right, and yet she ran into some weird issues. She started sending photos where there are little silvery dots on the paint where kind of the ceiling meets the wall mm-hmm. and was wondering what the heck is going on and how to get rid of this. Is the paint messed up? And... You had to show the picture to me. I couldn't
1: see it. (laughs) My elderly eyes couldn't see exactly what was going on. And you looked at it and described it. And right off the bat, we knew it was surfactant leaching. Yes. It's a common issue we see in bathrooms. We see it outside in fall painting, spring painting. You know, anytime you're painting and there could be a lot of moisture, moisture involved exactly. or high humidity. But right now, this time of year, we're going to see it in bathrooms. What it usually looks like is what Haley described, sometimes silvery. But often it's a kind of a brown or almost orangish substance that appears on the walls.
2: Yeah, that's what I've always seen is like the amber oily looking substance. And it's usually in like little spots or streaks. And it happens within a few weeks of application typically, but it can happen with older coatings as well. You described a situation that Mm -hmm. you had. It was years after painting, right? Yeah,
1: years after painting. And for some, maybe my kids were taking huge long showers more than anybody else previously had done. But when they would open the bathroom door, the steam would go out into the hallway and it hit that wall right outside the bathroom door and that's where I started to notice it. Turned After it into years a of painting. Sauna. <laughs> yeah. Normally though it's gonna be happening with new products, you know, a couple of weeks old or so. And what's going on, we gotta explain it. We've said it's surfactant leaching. Right. But that doesn't mean a lot to anybody out there. So we've we've got to explain it, but we've got to get a little science y on a Saturday morning. And we're gonna just have to do that, right? There's no yeah. way to no, to do I that think... different. Maybe we if we did it in people. song, well, yeah. Neither not tell them or do it in song. We'll just just soldier on. Surfactants are basically critical components in the makeup of water-based paint. They're there because they affect the performance properties of the product, like color like can stability.
2: Flow and leveling and they're in the colorant too. So they're really important to paint. What usually happens is that they migrate over time to the surface of the paint and eventually evaporate. So we don't usually know about them Right,
1: at all. There's normally not a problem at all but sometimes when newly applied latex paint is exposed to high moisture or humidity while it's drying or curing the surfactants can rise prematurely to the surface and that produces that amber residue that we described or silvery or mm-hmm. whatever and people usually freak out when they see that and wonder what's bleeding through the paint. What is going on?
2: Yeah, it seems like a huge problem, but the good news is that it's actually really easy to fix when it does happen. Surfactant leaching doesn't normally affect the durability or integrity of the coating. It's really just cosmetic, so you don't have to freak out. You
1: can calm down. That's always good to hear. It's always good to tell myself that. (laughs) I tell myself that
2: freak out.
1: (laughs) almost all the time because my natural... State is the freak out state. <sighs> anyway, what, to get rid of it, all you need to do is wipe it off the walls. And you should do that as soon as you notice it. You use a mild soapy solution and a soft sponge yes. or a cloth. Rinse it well with water. You want to be careful not to damage any soft or uncured paint film by scrubbing too hard.
2: Well, and they might reappear from time to time, too. Uh, it's going to take a little bit for all of the surfactant to come out. And that's fine. Just wipe them down each time.
1: Right. You generally don't need to repaint. That's usually what people worry about when they see this, that I'm going to have to repaint, you should be able to take care of it, no problem. If you decide that you really want to repaint, I can no longer (laughs) handle this room. Or for whatever reason, what you need to do is make sure that you wash those walls down ahead of time. Get that surfactant leaching, all of that surfactant off the walls before you paint, but you don't need a special primer or anything like that. Just paint over it. And we'd recommend using a really good bathroom paint. We'll get to that in a little bit. That's how you take care of it. Now, let's say you're starting a bathroom repaint project, and you want to make sure you minimize any possibilities of having surfactant leaching.
2: Yeah, let's not even let it happen to begin with. And what you want to do is wait 24 to 48 hours before running the shower in that room after you've painted. And to minimize the length of showers for a couple of weeks even will help.
1: Yes, if possible. Everybody always... Uh, re- re- recoils at that. Well,
2: it sounds like a lot of work to make your bathroom paint nice, but yeah. it's it really does help a lot.
1: And all we're talking about is minimizing the length of the showers. We're not saying skip showers right, for two yeah. weeks. don't Please. skip the shower. No, nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody will appreciate that. Just cut the cut the time short just a little bit. The other things you can do are obviously run an appropriately sized bathroom fan. Make sure yeah. you've got the right size fan for your space, and then open the doors as soon as possible. As soon as decorum allows, <laughs> after the shower, <laughs> to get the that door open, <laughs> yeah, to get the steam out. Now, in most instances, you can put that room back to normal use in just a few weeks. Now, also, one last thing that you could do is make sure you use the right bathroom paint. Now, the the person in the question used a good bathroom paint, but there is a better option.
2: Yeah, Aura Bath & Spa is kind of like a miracle paint. It's a touch pricier, but it's the best bathroom paint that you can get. It resists surfactant leaching. It resists steam buildup on the wall to begin with, and it's mold and mildew resistant. It covers and hides extremely well because it's aura and it's a matte finish even
1: right it's perfect for a bathroom you can't go wrong with it or a bath and spa definitely something to check out surfactant leaching you don't want to deal with it but if you have to it's not the end of the world
2: yeah it just looks gross it's not actually bad
1: exactly all right we're going to take a break and when we come back we'll be in the studio with joel Ryder from home repair services that's just ahead stick around Helping you turn your
0: house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM.
1: And we're back, and Haley, we're in the studio with Joel Ryder, the Executive Director of Home Repair Services. And I've talked about them to you a bunch.
2: Yes. I think that if you were to have another job, you would probably work for these people because you always talk about how great their education programs are and how much you love their hands on workshops.
1: I think it's brilliant. And I'm excited to talk about it. Joel? Joel? Thanks for being here. Thank you. Good to be with you guys again. Yeah, it's been a while. We uh, had to take a whole big long year off for COVID, basically. Just well, and everyone
2: bit. needs a break from... Joel? <laughs> uh, oh, from me. <laughs> I was looking at you.
1: <laughs> Did you need a break? I'm not going to comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll assume you needed a break. Anyway, <laughs> Executive Director of Home Repair Services. That's a big title. It uh, sounds bigger than
0: it really is. All right. All right. No, I think well, you're yeah. being
2: modest, well, Joel.
0: No. We just rely
1: on the expert work of others and help direct as as we can. All right. Well, why don't you just give our listeners a quick overview. I know how you tend to ramble on. (laughs) so No, joking, Haley. Anyway, Joel, a quick overview of what Home Repair Services is, what you guys do. It's huge. Make it fast. All right, so Home Repair
0: Services has been around for 42 years, believe it or not. We were started by the Diocese of Grand Rapids back in the late 70s. All right. And they would get phone calls from uh, residents of the community who the furnace wasn't working, and they were in in a very large house with um, not a lot of resources to work with. So they said, we should have a response to that phone call to get somebody's heat back on. We'll be it. And they ran it as a ministry of the diocese for a couple of years and said, you know, this needs to be bigger than us. Let's spin it off as an independent nonprofit. And so that's what happened in June of 1979. And we're still the answer to that phone call for somebody who has got modest resources to work with and is facing a critical health and safety repair on their home. So we're not the place to call when you need it to, to have a new coat of paint. Sure. But if the furnace isn't working, the water heater's not working, the roof is leaking, the plumbing is backing up, you need a wheelchair access ramp or a modified bathroom to to help you do life uh, and flourish, we're the place to call. And uh, so that's been one leg of our work. Another leg of our work is what we call self-help programs. These were created to uh, equip and empower the individual who owns a home to be right. their best, yeah. so develop skills and confidence mm-hmm. Pride to improve of ownership. their own home. Yeah. Exactly, and then the final leg of our work, because that's three legs if you're counting. <laughs> kind of strange, <laughs> <laughs> but it's to uh, to to help folks who might find themselves behind on their mortgage payments uh, or property taxes. So okay. we look at our work as the in the metaphor of a bucket. Somebody poured into the bucket of homeownership. They became a homeowner, but we know in a broken world there's holes in the bottom of the bucket. And uh, so we try to plug as many of those holes as possible. So it's critical health and safety repair hole. It's the lack of skills and confidence hole. And then obviously foreclosure can be a a huge hole as well. So we try to plug those holes so that our community can be reflect broad ranks of ownership, and everyone can have a chance for success to get to that finish line. Really important to get to the finish line because generational wealth comes from
1: owning a home. I'm yeah. just so stunned. I've known Joel for how many years have you as long as we've been doing the show? Yeah. I think we've stumbled yeah. on wow. onto you a long time ago. And so I've known about home repair services. I talk about them all the time. And yet even now as you're I was going to use the word rambling. That's not the word I wanted. As you're going and and listing all these things that you do, I'm surprised at the breadth of all the things you covered.
2: You're really filling a lot of holes in the bucket,
1: <laughs> and that didn't
0: happen all at once. So again, forty-two years of layering and, and researching and, and being uh, listening to the community and finding those holes and then filling them. And sometimes you fill a hole for a while, and and the hole kind of closes on its own. We can move to the next one, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 complex. Um, but it, uh, what I love about it is so balanced. Yeah. So we 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 help somebody with dignity um, right. who needs that assistance. For the repair, but we also believe in equipping and empowering the individual to be their best and to develop their own skills. And then, you know, coming alongside somebody who, of any income level, who gets behind on a mortgage payment or property taxes, so that 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 event that probably caused it was maybe health related, lose lose a couple paychecks. We want to be there for them. Because the roof they own is probably going to be the least expensive one of their options right now in this housing market,
1: especially. Yeah, well, no I'm kidding. Certain that it, a lot of people are unaware of all of these things that you do, and so that's what we want to dig into right now a little bit. We've heard the overview. Let's go into the, kind of the specifics, and we're going to get to the the fix at school and some of the other things you do to help everybody in a little bit. But first, let's talk about the people who are in need right now, and. You mentioned critical repairs, let's just jump into that. What exactly, you mentioned a few of them, but how does the whole process work? What's it look like?
0: So our repair program is limited to Kent County residents. So okay. if you're within the boundaries of Kent County and your income qualifies, um, we can work with you. Uh, and we, again, focus on things like furnaces that don't work, roofs that are leaking, uh, access work, whether it's uh, wheelchair ramps or bathroom modifications for seniors, or we're taking out the bathtub or putting in a low-threshold shower stall in its place, sure. adding grab bars, modifying doorways, so that, uh, you know, that senior can navigate the home well. Um, You You guys do the work? We do the work. And then we also work with uh, some really uh, excellent subcontractors who believe in our mission and uh, partner with us in that space as well. So we also offer a home inspection program that is really designed for folks who have lived in their home maybe for 10 years or more. Okay. So maybe you had your your home inspected when you purchased it. Uh, if you're like me, you viewed that as a pretty transactional event. Yes. <laughs> Tell me what I'm buying. <laughs> is there anything I need to run from here or do we need to negotiate a new price over? And mm-hmm. uh, I said to myself, someday I'll put that, I'll look at that again. Mm-hmm. 23 years later, I haven't looked at that inspection, right? So this is a time in which you'll invite us into your home with a in a posture of education. So we expect you to be there. You'll be there with us for about two and a half hours in our inspector. Will help see your house through his eyes, trained eyes. Yeah. And we're a nonprofit. We're not there to sell a single service. Do you need cookies, um, baked goods? Doesn't of any hurt. Kind? Doesn't okay. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you're you looking at me right now. and So Joel, you've been though. doing inspections, haven't you? Uh, <laughs>
1: Guy puts uh, a few pounds on, and wow. It's <laughs> uh, not what I meant. I meant I'm, a, I'm a decent person. Do when you Joel, want
2: sweets? Is that what's happening right I, now?
1: I, I don't. I wouldn't say no. I, I wouldn't say no. But, okay, so all of that sounds great. What about the expense to the homeowner? I'm sure there's some expense involved. So for our repair program,
0: uh, we charge what we call a copayment, and it is it usually averages about 10 to 15% of the actual cost of the repair. Uh, and we will work with clients on that and take small payments over months to make sure that that doesn't disrupt someone's budget. Uh, but we believe in a skin in the game is an important facet of, of the relationship, and yeah. uh, it dignifies that relationship. In fact, we can then call them a client, not a recipient. So uh, we've been doing that for for probably 30 years or more, and that's just been a, a really good thing. As far as the home inspections go, we do not charge for that currently. Uh, we love for folks to uh, consider the skin in the game, their time, and their investment in understanding and being educated about their home. We think the laboratory of a, your own home is the best Place to talk about how home systems work, what an average homeowner can do themselves, and then help them sequence what should they be uh, working on more urgently, right? And what do they be should they be planning on for a, a, a more um, larger repair? down the road.
2: Well, it's amazing how much we don't know about our homes, too. You know, it's something that we live in, that we're in all the time, and yet there's all of these things at work that we don't fully understand or how to manage ourselves. So I think it's an incredible opportunity for education.
0: You're absolutely right, and the other thing about it is, the longer you live in the home, uh, you get used to seeing it through your yes. own eyes, and it's kind of, in my case, very convenient for mm-hmm. me to overlook things and say, nah, that's fine." It's,
1: that fine. Hole is it's supposed been to be like there, that,
0: yeah. so it's, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so to have oh somebody gosh. come in again with no agenda, right. other than to help you again see your home f- with with those trained eyes uh, and remind you, you know, there's mm-hmm. some things you really should tackle and why. Right. And who is that available
1: to? I mean, Kent County.
0: Kent County residents uh, and just has to be the owner of the home Again, give us a couple hours of your time and there's no income restriction. Okay. No income restriction on that.
2: Well, it seems like winter would be a good time to do that kind of inspection. Really? All seasons
0: of the year. uh, It it makes sense. Yeah. Um, There's some things obviously you can't see uh, quite as well in the wintertime, but there's some other things that we can spot because it is winter. Yeah. So one of the common ones right now that we talk about is uh, eaves troughs. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of leaves have fallen and you're keeping those clear as we think about snow starting to collect on our roofs and right. the potential for ice dams, shutting water off our roofs and away from our foundations is really critical.
2: Definitely. Another
0: thing that people can look for, uh, which we look for when we approach a house, is is the slope of the the soil around the base of the home shedding water away from the foundation or as it over time started to push water towards the foundation it can happen with landscaping especially so some of those common things that can be taken care of by a homeowner themselves but are really important in terms of getting water away from your home
1: we're talking with joel Ryder, executive director of home repair services and joel we're wrapping up the end of this segment we're hitting the end can you hold with us over the break because i want to talk about the fix-it school and all kinds of other stuff that you do, that you'll basically teach us how to do these things on our own.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right? But. You're going to hang with us? You bet. We'll get some cookies going. <laughs> Haley, you're on that. <laughs> I'm going to just man the microphones until then. Uh, okay, yeah. All right. We'll be back in just a minute. Stick around.
0: If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM.
1: And we're back and we're still in the studio with Joel Ryder, executive director of Home Repair Services. Joel, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you.
0: Thanks for getting the cookies.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> They're very important to yeah. us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we build our entire <laughs> show around. Cookies, Being food, fed. coffee, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Anyway, we just finished talking about all kinds of things you'll do for folks in Kent County in need. You know, critical repairs that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are unaware that you guys are out there to help with things like that. And hopefully we can get people to your website.
0: Yep, homerepairservices.org.
1: And they can get a lot more information there.
0: Tons of information there, and also follow us on Facebook. And uh, we have a number of uh, great posts about taking care of your home, but also events that we we put on that help people out.
1: Excellent. Now I want to get to something that we've talked about in the past. You've been on the show a bunch of times. You're actually our go-to when we had uh, live shows, because you were always pretty good. Total honor. Yeah, (laughs) for you guys. Yeah, we got you a little badge that says. Yeah.
0: Oh wow!
2: Slip that right past you. Yeah, it almost
1: did. I was was focusing on telling him that he was pretty good, and he didn't even say anything about that. We'll just let it go. Anyway, we've really focused on your fix-it classes because I think those are just brilliant, and they're open for anybody. At this point, right?
0: Yes. uh, We uh, returned to in-person workshops on July 17. And so that's been uh, a wonderful uh, occurrence in our world. So we went 70 weeks between uh, live in-person workshops and we were so ready and didn't know what to expect. Uh, We had been averaging well into the 20s uh, per per Saturday workshop, and then go 70 weeks with nothing. We just didn't know, man. But we had eight students show up the first Saturday, and so we were very good, very relieved yeah. that people, people hadn't forgotten about, about us. Yeah. And uh, and we've been building ever since. So since starting in July, uh, we're averaging 19 folks each Saturday. And they start at 10 o'clock at our location, 1100 South Division. You don't have to call ahead. You don't have to reserve a seat. You can simply show up, sit down, and take part in a wonderful two-hour hands-on workshop on basic repairs around the house.
1: Right. And walk us through some of those, you know, some of what you offer, because like you said, it's hands on. It's so cool. I mean, I'm going to just keep going for a second because it is so cool. Yeah. Like I remember a drywall uh, repair workshop where you actually get a little corner, right? You've built a corner that sits on my little table. I pound a hole in it. Right? And then you teach me how to patch that hole.
0: We do. And uh, so everybody's had that. Well, not everybody, but many people have had that where the doorknob swings a mm-hmm. little too hard into the wall. The little rubber bumper couldn't hold the force and it damages the sheetrock uh, or plaster. So we'll teach somebody how to cut that out and and blend in a patch so you don't have to, to deal with that. Or how to do a corner bead or do a seam on drywall. Uh, And there's no better way to do that than to actually practice it. If you think about it, you can watch videos, which are very helpful. But, you know, if you're going to learn to do something, uh, usually it involves actually practicing it. So my golf game doesn't get better if by just simply watching videos, I got to go to the driving range. I got a club in my hand. I got to practice what I'm seeing uh, in terms of the instruction side of things. So that's what we do. We created props for everything we're going to teach on a particular Saturday. So you're learning with your eyes your ears and you're employing your hands and that's where the confidence comes in to try it at home why would you ever try something new say ceramic tile Mm-hmm. Make that first cut, the first one you're going to put on your, your backsplash at home. Yeah, no kidding. Practice it first, get used to using the equipment, get that confidence level up, and then try it uh, for real. And so that's what we've, we've created with these workshops. We do basic plumbing, basic electrical, drywall, and plaster repair, cabinet installation. And then finally ceramic tile. So those five we repeat over and over and over again. So about every six weeks or seven weeks, you know you're going to pick one of those back up. And then we sprinkle in one-off classes on flooring, new window installation, new door installation, old window repair. Um, basic those home- are
1: hands-on as well?
0: We've found ways to... to Get folks involved and it may not be a, a single prop for everybody but we have yeah. props in the room and, and uh, so everything again we try to do with a hands on uh, element to it.
2: Right, and, well it uh, makes it sticking your memory a little bit better, too, I would think. Actually doing it yourself rather than watching a video and then trying to remember, how do they do that? How do I do this again? And then going back to the video, back and forth. I mean, you end up wasting a lot of time and potentially
1: money. Well, and it's all your stuff. So if I break it, I mean, <laughs> really, no big deal.
0: Yes. And Dan, I think you put like seven holes in your, your drywall that Well, that's night. the
1: fun part. <laughs> I needed it to look like the walls at home. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and that looked like it
0: glad we could help. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. oh so
0: I think you know to your to your point you know the videos uh, are are good and great and we we created our own during covid-19 right. as well but um the, the problem with the video usually is there's a jump that happens in the sequence that you, you'd love to ask the person. Yeah, wait, hey, what just how happened how did there? you get there? Yeah. And you can't. And it's very one-dimensional. It's very one way. Uh, the other thing that happens when you learn in community is the person next to you will ask a question you didn't think of mm-hmm. or probably dare ask.
2: Right, yeah, exactly. And so you all
0: benefit from the think of the room yeah. and the answers that are given to the room. And that's really a, a powerful thing.
1: I was at one of them. I think it was a fall prep. You know, getting the house ready for you know as fall was hitting in, all the things to look for. And yes, there was one guy who had no qualms about asking anything, and I so appreciated I love those that people. guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I wonder. Oh, I don't dare ask that. Oh, this guy will. There he goes. And (laughs) the answers were great. And the thing that I really liked about the whole experience is that the instructor took as much time as was necessary to answer. I believe he got every question answered before he wrapped it up and called it. I mean, we could leave if we wanted to, but people were hanging out beyond the time. And he was hanging with them just to get them the answers.
0: Yeah, I think that's the the beauty of our our workshops is they're taught often by either our staff, who again bring a nonprofit, missional lens to the education, mm-hmm. or folks that we've recruited. Uh, often are are not necessarily folks who did this as a trade or a vocation, but they they develop these skills. As homeowners right and uh, so they, they get it uh, what it's like to be an average homeowner trying to figure out DIY skills and so they take their time and they, they just uh, can identify in a, mm-hmm. in a way that is comforting mm-hmm. uh, and then their answers I think again are something that's accessible to the average homeowner and go right. I don't know what they just said they threw out you know four different terms that are way above where I'm at in the journey as, sure. a, as a homeowner so uh, I think that's the, the beauty of the workshops really
1: I know. I thought it was really brilliant, really had a good time. Let's talk about – you mentioned kitchen cabinet stuff. Now, I know you've got another program – that's remodeling together. I think that's the name of the program. You got
0: it. Look so at me, yeah,
1: nailing it. You're an expert. I am.
0: Years and years ago, we uh, we had a store in our building, and we sold building materials to low-income families. And uh, the number one thing that we sold was kitchen cabinets. Uh, so, unfortunately, 2008 recession um, forced us to close that store. But we said if we can keep one thing alive, let's keep the access to kitchen cabinets available. So, mm-hmm. very expensive piece to. To buy yeah. and uh, the average homeowner again gets intimidated and and becomes a barrier so one of the downsides of our store model was we would sell lots of cabinets but we didn't provide necessarily as much support as we needed to for them to successfully get home and get them installed and, yeah, it's an uh, important step. Very important step. <laughs> so you kind of get that moment where you, you made an impulse buy in the store and you got home and you said, wow, I bought a whole bunch of kitchen cabinets and I'm really not sure what to do with them now. So we built a program around not only the access to the cabinets, but uh, the proper coaching and uh, education and the, whatever it's going to take to get somebody to the finish line of a finished kitchen. So uh, we catalyze about 35 to 40 new kitchens a year, not us doing it, but the homeowner. Are doing it uh, again with our support coaching encouragement and access to materials kitchen cabinets is one of those things so we actually have a cabinet making shop in our building where oh, wow. we have volunteers come in throughout the week very dedicated folks mission-minded folks who uh, help assemble these really well-made cabinets uh, that stack up against anything out there uh, that people can buy at very 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 attractive prices so again people can can do uh, these home improvements in a way that is not only budget-friendly, but they can develop the skills that they need to, to end up with a fantastic finished product as well.
2: Well, and I think those skills spread, too, because if you have a friend that's just redone their cabinets and they tell you about how they did it themselves... Now, they're passing on the knowledge that they gained from you guys to someone else. So I think this is a great mission overall.
0: You're absolutely right. Um, The contagious factor of somebody having a successful remodel um, is contagious not only to to those they know Mm -hmm. who come by and say, you did this yourself. Oh, my gosh. Could I do it? But also, it's contagious to the individual because once we... And we purposefully, intentionally, strategically selected <laughs> kitchens because many of those skills are so transferable yeah. to the rest of the home. And so, if somebody looks at a bathroom model at that point, they're going, hmm, could I do this? Yeah. It's like a How'd gateway you? project.
2: Yeah. Exactly. I like it.
1: So, I like the idea. You can help us connect with you know cabinets that are very reasonable, inexpensive, um, all of that stuff. Help us figure out how to put them up there. Do you have access or some sort of resource to help us lay out a new kitchen?
0: Great question. So part of the wraparound services, and that's the tip of the spear, we'll come out to your home and we'll visit your existing kitchen. And we're going to measure it up and make sure we know where all of the uh, utilities are coming up. And then we dream and scheme with the homeowner. What's your vision for this space, Uh, given what you have and um, from there, we can lay it all out on software. So we're showing a three-dimensional layout. Here's what your dream shows us on paper. How are we doing? And if we've nailed it there, at that point, we invite them in again to look at the cabinet choices we have. Not only do we build cabinets, but we, we have great relationships with factory-built cabinets as well. So we can cool. offer some something for everybody we can price out the cabinets, we can price out countertops and then we also have some some hardware selections that folks can can access at a low cost too. So, at that point, we can price it and we're off and running. If they've taken four, the client has taken four of our Saturday Workshops again, which are absolutely free. They are eligible for a construction coach to be in their home on the day they hang the kitchen cabinets. Oh, wow! So that's at our cost, not the client's cost, because again, they've invested in their in time in investing in themselves and their skill sets. We're so. hitting
1: the end of this segment, but I am curious: uh, Are there income restrictions on? The cabinets, I know there are not for the uh, fix-it shops, right?
0: The Remodeling Together program, the DIY Kitchen program, is absolutely open to anybody in any income level.
1: All they have to do is check out information on your website? Go
0: to our website and uh, check it out there, and then uh, reach out to us either via the website or a phone call.
1: Well, Joel Ryder, Executive Director of Home Repair Services, we're gonna make you stay one more segment because we wanna dig into some of the success stories that you've seen, you know, the ripple effect.
2: Yeah, exactly. This has changed entire neighborhoods, not just a single home.
1: So we're gonna do that in just a minute. Stick around. If you wanna take your
0: DIY skills up a rung, the Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost.
1: On News Radio, Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back in the studio with Joel Ryder, Executive Director of Home Repair Services. And Joel, we've talked about all the different things you guys do over there. But we never really got into some of the success stories.
2: Yeah, the whole ripple effect.
1: And I know there's so many good stories. Do you have a couple that you can share with us? Two of my favorites uh, from the last uh, six years of doing this job.
0: One is uh, a gentleman named Lynn uh, who was in the Navy for 30 years. He was a cook, and he got out, rented for a while, got married, and they were saying bye rent payments i could probably own something for mm-hmm. these kind of rent payments and so they bought a home in grand rapids and uh, it needed some work and uh, he found our fix at school started to become a faithful attender there and uh said i'm ready to do a kitchen and uh when you're working with somebody who's a cook you know they, <laughs> right
2: that makes you sense. know we
0: had to be careful <laughs> we got the design right and and everything he wanted uh but what was interesting to me was um uh, when we when we visited his home after he had finished his kitchen, he was a finalist for our uh, our big award ceremony each year for the four best kitchens. Uh, he was almost as excited to show me his collection of power tools as he was to show me his finished kitchen. Um, so he had collected tools along the way that were helpful, and, and then he started telling me how he had been using them in other places within his home here, but also in a family-owned uh, place up north. And uh, so he becomes kind of the go-to of his neighborhood in terms of advice about how to make some repairs around the home and how to do things. How Uh, much
1: experience did he bring into your programs?
0: He brought in zero. Oh, zero. Zero. So, he went from... You know, baseline is zero to being quite accomplished with quite a collection of tools. Uh, so that was really fun to see how there's a ripple effect with with the program,
2: yeah, because now, like a whole neighborhood is supported in that way, just Absolutely. because of a kitchen,
0: yeah. And people see activity, he's hauling materials in and out of his home. And then so it begs the question Lynn, what are you up to over there? And that starts a conversation, which is fantastic. That's where it starts. The other one that got me excited was a woman named Chandra. She had purchased her home about 18 years uh, ago, and she had done a really good job of really remodeling a lot of the home. But there was one room that had her intimidated, and that was the kitchen. So she doesn't work far from our location, uh, and she's driving down division, she sees in our marquee, that will help remodel your kitchen. So she literally pulls into the parking lot on the spot, goes to our intake counter and says, tell me about that sign. And so we explained the program how we're going to help coach and get you to a finish line of a beautiful kitchen. And she enrolled in the program, started taking our Saturday workshops, and um, she finished the kitchen and actually won the award for for her year. And when I visited her her home, uh, we're sitting in her kitchen and she's got a little bistro table in the center and she had mounted a, a TV in the corner on under a cabinet, and she said, Joel, I sit here for a couple hours each night, and I watch that little TV, and I said, Chandra, you've got a beautiful 50-inch flat screen in the next room, (laughs) and these chairs are nice, but they're not that comfortable. Why do you spend two hours sitting in this room? And she said, I don't want to leave it. I am so um, proud of what I was able to accomplish here. It just feels good to let it soak in. And I just looked at her, you know, her story and her journey and said, you know, that represents anybody that who was intimidated exactly. to try. But with our support can end up with a fantastic kitchen.
1: I just think the whole thing is amazing. I mean, we see that to some extent in projects, paint mm-hmm. projects. The same thing will happen where you'll do a room and people are intimidated about something like that. And then when they see the results. It's, it's contagious. It, yeah. It grows. And, yeah, your family wants it and other people want help. And, you know, you just see this pride in your space grow. But, you know, that's painting. But cabinets and stuff like that, it seems so far out of reach to some extent, unless you've got a background in something like that. It's hard to think of just jumping in and doing that. And, and it would be
0: if you didn't have somebody to help coach you up. Right, so we starts with those free workshops on Saturdays. Develop and those the skills. are open
1: again to anybody, right?
0: Anybody in the community, anybody listening to the show. we have even
1: had people travel from
0: Elkhart, Indiana. We had oh, a family wow. <laughs> drive up for six six, uh, six or seven weeks in a row, and uh, I said, "What's what's going on?" You yeah. know, and said, "Well, we we researched in our area if there was any workshops like this. There's just not. Um, so for a tank of gas and a breakfast on a Saturday morning, we can we'll drive up here and. Take Take advantage of this wonderful resource, which is in your backyard, not ours. Mm -hmm. What
1: about the kitchen remodeling, the Remodel Together program? Is that limited by location? We try
0: to stay within Kent County or a few miles on any border, uh, just simply so that we're not traveling too far, getting to and forth. But, um, yeah, generally the marketplace of Kent County and maybe five, ten miles around those borders.
1: And we need to figure out places like yours for other communities. Right?
0: We do. We need to expand this reach. Um, It's it's mind-boggling to me where more communities haven't taken a look at this model after 42 years and said it's just so strategic, it's so smart and we need to ensure that that, that bucket of home ownership mm-hmm. stays full and diverse, and let's close some of those holes. So, um, well, because
2: it affects so many other parts of life, living in your house. I mean, it affects your health, your overall well-being is affected by these projects.
1: Well, the whole community yeah. is affected. As things are improved, everybody benefits.
0: That's exactly it, and I look at our work that way. So, a little investment on the front end to help everybody experience some success as a homeowner. We all benefit through stable neighborhoods, stable families, um, a better place, more interesting place to live. If everybody that was a homeowner looked like me, it'd be a boring place.
1: <laughs> boring, with a capital B. I mean, not to put too sharp a point on it, but oh my gosh. you ha-
0: I had that coming. Whoa, man, Absolutely spot on. <laughs> <laughs> we we want a diverse group of homeowners in our community uh, both age and background and race and and uh, you name it uh, that will make for a more interesting place it's a more just place and that's what we're all about
1: anything else you want to drop on the people out there, Joel?
0: Well, Giving Tuesday is right around the corner uh, on November 30, and we are raising money on that day online for our ramped up program. So we build access ramps for folks who who um, experience mobility challenges, and uh, for every dollar we raise on that day, up to $10,000, it's going to be matched by some wonderful companies, and uh, we are so thrilled to be able to showcase that work. Uh, We've got a great video story to share on that day, and we would just welcome anybody's uh, donation on that day of any size it really does matter and it will really help some folks experience mobility in our community
1: how's the best way to get information on that your website
0: visit our website homerepairservices.org or visit find us on facebook and you'll get a wonderful
1: array of information it's got to be incredibly rewarding. Super exciting to come to work every day. It really is. Haley yeah. has that same experience,
2: mm-hmm. right? Yes.
1: For different reasons, but, you know, i <laughs> Never I'm sure know what I'm can... going to get. Right. Anyway, Joel, thanks for hanging out with us. My pleasure. All right. That is all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at repcolight.com. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and you'll never miss another episode. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The Repco Light and Port City paint stores are open until 3. Waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen.
2: And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.